You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. This morning, I honestly believe that I'm on an assignment from God. And I've had a stressful week. I told the team in the back, and I know why, because the enemy, uh, he wants to silence me and he wants uh, to mess with us. That's, you know, our battle's not with flesh and blood. It's, uh, it's with the old devil himself. Uh, I've got the, the title is just three words, and you're going to hear it throughout this message. The title is The Bible Says. It's just, uh, you know, uh, you hear a lot today, a lot of opinions and, uh, uh, from different people, but it only comes down to what the Bible says. The B-I-B-L-E is the book for me, right? Amen. So in Revelation chapter 22, and just, just remain seated uh, there for a moment, um, verse 9, the last uh, part of that verse, uh, and there's only six words, and I want to read those six words to you. Keep the sayings of this book. Man, what a powerful instruction right there that has changed not only my life, but many people's lives. Anybody in the house knows that your life has been changed because you have kept the word from this book. Is there anybody in the house could testify to that? So God, God designed the Bible to meet the needs of all people of all ages. This was not just written for back in Bible days. Uh, this was written for all ages. It is amazing. It's the number one seller. And, and uh, Genesis, the beginning, was written somewhere around 1,450 years, I believe, B.C., before Christ. So we're talking about a book that's been written over 3,500 years, number one one seller and the author is still alive. You figure that out. Huh? You figure that out. Number one seller and the author is still alive. The Bible says something on issues uh, from A to Z. Everything in my life and in your life, the Bible speaks to us uh, and gives us insight and gives us direction for a prosperous uh, life. So the Bible says something again from A to Z about everything and I don't have all day to give you every example example or, or all week long, uh, but the Bible speaks about, I'll give you a few examples about angels. Uh, it tells us that there's angels encamped around us, that God uses angels as a messenger, but the Bible also speaks about demons. Uh, and this is not weird. This is not flaky. This is what the Bible, the Bible is God's word. God speaks this. Uh, so the Bible, these are examples. You want to have a great marriage? The Bible will instruct you on how to have a great marriage. Do you understand what I'm, you like romance novels, ladies? Pick up the word of God. Uh, it's got everything in your life that you need. Uh, if you want to learn really about homosexuality, it's not my opinion. It's God's opinion. And God does not like, uh, excuse me, does not hate the homosexual, but God uh, hates sin. Do you understand? So instead of just taking the advice from uh, the culture and every, uh, the one in the world, 
pick up the Bible for yourself and read what God says about every situation. Do you hear me? If you want to learn about parenting and, and being a good parent, uh, you can just wing it and fling it and you'll probably fail it. Do you hear me? But if you'll pick up the Bible, instead of trying to be your son's best friend or your daughter's best friend, there is a responsibility in raising a child and the Bible will tell you how to raise that child. If, for example, if you want to understand uh, about abortion, instead of reading the billboards uh, on 79 that says, hey, West Virginia, if you can't get abortion, come to our state. We just read it this week. If you really want to know uh, uh, about abortion, then pick up the Bible and God will speak to you about what abortion is. Do you hear me? If you want to know about money, uh, you, uh, how to handle your money, God's got the greatest money plan on the face of the earth and God, you can pick up and the Bible will tell you how to invest your money and how to use it. If you want to learn and understand about greed, pick up the Bible. Forgiveness, I could go on and on and on. So you can tell I'm in second gear right now and I'm ready to roll. So stand with me out of reverence for the reading of the word of God. One more time, put your hands together and bless God Almighty. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 16. All scripture, somebody say all, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture, in the Greek it's translated God breathed. God used men to write the word, but God breathed on these men and give them the word of God. Do you hear me? Amen. Miss Mary, would you bless the reading of the word of God? Father, we thank you again this morning just to be able to be here this morning mm. for the breath, God, that you've given us to breathe. Yes. We thank you for the miracles, God, that's in the house this morning. We thank you, God, for your touch, Lord, this morning. We thank you, Lord, today that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Mm -hmm. God, we just thank you and praise you today. And I ask you this morning, Lord, that the very breath of the master mm -hmm. breathe upon our pastor yes, this God. morning, afresh and anew. And God, as he brings this word, Lord, may it penetrate our hearts, God. Father, that we may not sin against thee, God, that we may go out, Lord, into the highways and the byways, Lord, and compel them to come in, to come into your house, to hear the word of the living God this mm -hmm. morning. We ask you, Lord, to bless. We pray, God, to move in this place and we'll not fail to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for you are worthy of it all. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. It says it here again. I want to read this real quick. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Profitable. Do you hear me? Profitable. Somebody say profitable. That ought to get your attention right there. Profitable for many, if not all areas. I should say all areas of life. When you go on to read that verse and you study it, it's profitable for teaching. The Word of God is used to instruct people to know God better. 
And that should be our desire is to know God better. You draw nigh unto God and God will draw nigh unto you. Do you hear me? Profitable for teaching, but also profitable for reproof or rebuke. The idea of exposing one sin. And I'm glad that I was sneaked into the church one night. It'll be about 40 years ago. 40 years ago this coming October. Messed up from the floor up. Just came from the bar room. And the word of God was being preached. And it touched my heart. And it changed my life. Do you hear me? Anybody in the house ever been sitting sitting under the word of God and it fall from heaven above and the Holy Spirit touched you and turned you inside out and cleaned you up? You ought to give God another hand clap and a shout of praise. So the word of God is for reproof or rebuke. Scripture offers a solution to our sin. Scripture is profitable for training in righteousness. Over 40, almost 40 years I've been in training and I'm still a sinner in need of a savior, saved by grace, still learning every day, still watching God do the miraculous. Do you hear me? I've not arrived yet until I make it home and neither are you. Uh, Hey, sin is still sin in the eyes of God. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. So if you've got an interest and you want to know something about an area in your life, don't just Google some entry because you'll get people's views. You'll get somebody's opinion. I, I could tell you what an opinion is, but I probably better stay away from that. Most of you know what I'm talking about. The Bible says, do you hear me? The Bible, the Bible says, In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5 and verse 7, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away, it says here, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. My goodness. Paul is saying, don't put on the window dressing of faith in God. Make it all look good like you got it all going on. But reject the actual power of the Holy Spirit who wants to change your life. You can come on Sunday morning all cleaned up and look good. You can put makeup on a pig, but a pig is still a pig, right? Come on now, don't act like you know what I'm talking about. But rejecting the actual power of the Holy Spirit, it really doesn't matter if you impress me or or if I impress you. The only thing that matters is we line up with God's word and we're living a holy and a righteous life and God is acceptable. Hey, come on, you know what I'm talking about. It's religion without a relationship with God. And if you don't have a relationship with God, friend, you are lost. If you're just a member of a church or you've just been baptized, friend, you are lost. But you need a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You need God to touch you. And when God touches you, you'll never be the same again. And you won't be ashamed of God. You won't be afraid to say, I've been bought by the blood of the Lamb of God. Somebody in the house give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, this is where we get in trouble. We get in trouble because we listen to what others say instead of what God says. (laughs) Things just come to my mind. I don't eat Oprah. (laughs) Dr. Phil, no disrespect. I need the word of God. 
I need God. God was here before Oprah, and God will be here when she's gone. Do you hear me? God is from everlasting. I don't know where that come from. That might not have been anointed. I don't know. <laughs> this is where we get in trouble. Do you hear me? The Bible says, you're going to hear it over and over. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, and it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper, there's that word again, in the thing whereto I sent it. God's word did go forth when he sent his only begotten son 2,000 years ago into a darkened world, and he sent him into the darkened world to win the lost. That's exactly why he came. And his word did not return void. It accomplished exactly what he said. He said, son, go and save those that are lost. So his son returned and had accomplished his job. And now the Holy Spirit is still here doing the work that his son could only do in one place when he was here. But now the Spirit of God is everywhere and people are being saved and lives are being touched and people are being healed and delivered and set free. He is God Almighty. The Word of God is God. Do you hear me? Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. My goodness, Mark chapter 10, verse 45, the Bible says, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. That word ransom, translated from the Greek word lutron, refers to the price that was paid to redeem a slave or one that has been held captive. And what we're talking about, I once was a slave. I was held captive to sin. I once was blind, but now I can see. I once was lost, but now I'm found because of the blood of Jesus. Christ. What can wash away your sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. This is the word of God, the unadulterated word of God, the truth from the king of kings. Somebody give him a hand clap. If you know that Jesus has touched you, give him a hand clap of praise. He's in the house. Listen to me, we can be set free. Somebody needs to be set free this morning from a sin nature. And that sin nature separates us from God. I once was separated. And I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm saved and I'm connected to God Almighty. Do you hear me? And I pray that everyone leaves this house. I laid before God this morning and my prayer was that not one individual that would walk in this house today without Jesus Christ would leave this building. He's the way maker. Do you hear me? My goodness. First Peter chapter one, verse 18. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, 
what is going on here? Peter is demonstrating the value God has placed on us by showing the price that he paid for us. You are loved. You are valued in the eyes of God. Such great value that he gave his son to die that you could have life. Unbelievable. He didn't pay it with mere cash, silver, or gold. He didn't pay it with a temporary currency, but he gave an eternal transaction. If I die today, absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. Do you hear me? He didn't pay it temporary currency. Verse 19, I got to read it again. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Today... His word today, this very day, in September 10th of 2023, his word is still going forth and snatching men from the clutches of sin. It's amazing, man. I was so messed up and I'm telling you, God touched me and changed me and I'm so thankful and so humble, uh, just humbled that God, the creator of the universe, would give his son Jesus for a wretched sinner like me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's talking about you too. Listen to me, God dipped his, God dipped his finger into the shed blood of Jesus and he wrote on the hearts of his creation. God created us from the dust of the ground and he wrote on the hearts of those that he has created, I love you. You need to hear that today. The Lord loves you. The Bible says in John 15 and 13, greater love has no one than this, that one would lay down his life for his friend. We talked about a friend. We sang about a friend. I've got a friend that's closer than a brother. I got a friend that doesn't matter how much I mess up, my friend still is there, Robert. He still cares, still loves me. The Bible said in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 in the NIV, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. If you're a child of God, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm a child of God. The Bible doesn't just contain God's word, but the Bible is God's word. You need to hear that. The Bible is God's word too, not every other voice. Unbelievable. This is the book of the ages. Do you hear me? The Bible says, Jesus said, this is what Jesus said. In John chapter five, verse 39, the last part of that verse, these are the scriptures that testify about me. Wow, we got it. We got the news. We got the roadmap, man. We got the, the instructions. We got the direction. Do you hear me? Don't take it lightly. Live by it. The Bible is intended to convict the unrepentant heart. I'm sitting on a bar stool on a Friday night. I'm drinking my sorrows away. And I got a praying mom and a praying dad. And they're praying, getting God. And the Holy Spirit showed up in the Odyssey Club and touched my heart. And I looked at my friends and I said, I love you, but I'm leaving right now. And I ain't never coming back. And he touched my heart. Do you hear me? And he'll do the same for you. The Bible was intended to convict the unrepentant heart, but it was also written to instruct those that have already repented 
It's not just to get saved, but then to give instruction on how we should live and how we should walk. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. When you were lost, your spirit was dead to sin. I was a dead man walking in the eyes of God. But now, once you become saved, your spirit, according to this verse, has been quickened, which means to vitalize, means to cause, to live, to be vibrant, and to be strong. Where are you today with that? Believers in Christ, are you strong in the word of God? It'll change your life. As the Spirit of God begins to have an intimate relationship with our spirit, the Bible says that we begin to produce fruit, not to be fruity. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't be fruity. Some Christians are just fruity. They're nuts. Cereal Christians, fruits, flakes, and nuts. Just being honest. Always Just be real. Just be real. Just tell people what God has done. I, I like it in the, in the New Testament where the blind man, and he was, the Lord touched him and he was healed and, and they was questioning him. He said, all I know is I once was blind, but now I can see. The only thing I can tell you, I once was messed up. Now I'm still a little nuts, uh, but I'm screwed on to the right boat. Jesus, amen. Somebody in the house, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Anybody nuts? Anybody nuts for Jesus? Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. The Bible says we begin to produce fruit. In Galatians chapter five, and you do an inventory and you tell me if this is in your life. But the fruit of the spirit is love. Well, you say, well, I, I, love, I, love, it. I love this person. They, they treat me good. Can you love the one that don't treat you good? But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy. You got any joy or you look like you've been baptized upside down in pickle juice. You got any joy? Billy, you'd laugh no matter what I said. You got any peace? Peace. Peace. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father where you can pillow your head at night no matter what's going on around you and say, I got peace. That's right. That man lift both hands. I like it. Long-suffering, gentleness, faith, meekness, temperance. The Holy Spirit wants to know you in an intimate way. Do you hear me? So the Word of God is intended for the whole world, the whole world. And that's what all this each one reach one was about. Because I know, I know that we got the news. I know that we have the recipe, but it's sad. I think it's somewhere around 97% of Christians have never led another person to Christ. Never. Shame on us. It shouldn't be just let the preacher crank up each one, reach one for one Sunday. It ought to be every Sunday. That went over real well, didn't it? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he needs to move on. So the word of God is intended for the whole world. Notice what God says about his word. The Bible says, it's not my opinion. The Bible says, 
in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, this book of the law shall, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, listen, for then thou shalt make thy way, there it is again, prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. Didn't say then, maybe you'll get prosperous. Maybe, and prosperity is not just in money. It didn't say maybe you'll get success. It says when you take my word and you breathe it in and you get a relationship with me, I will prosper you in everything that you do. The Bible said that we should be the head and not the tail. Do you hear me? Above and not beneath. In everything that you do, uh, you deer hunters, uh, if you get wrapped up in the word of God, you'll kill the biggest buck you ever killed in your life. You that like to play golf, I just believe, man, boom, you're going to have a hole in one. Get close to God and watch God prosper you and you have success in every way. And then there's a generational blessing uh, that goes from generation to generation. It started with my grandparents. It went to my parents. Now it's on me and it's on my children. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. That's what the Bible, that's what the Bible says. Woo! Joshua was a godly man and he knew the value of hearing God's word but he also, if you understood when I read that, he knew not only the value of hearing but meditating on the word of God meditating. God, what do you want? What are you saying to me? He knew that neglecting God's word was a recipe for disaster. And you may be here in this room today and you may feel like your life is in a disaster. Well, friend, I've just got to be honest with you. It's because you've neglected the word of God. And maybe you've never had anybody to share that with you. But today, things are changing. There's a change in the atmosphere in your life. Do you hear me? He knew that neglecting God's word was a recipe for disaster. The word of God is a recipe for prosperity and success. Somebody say amen. amen. So then the apostle James, uh, the leader, of the church in Jerusalem, this is what he said in James chapter 1, verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. To believe is to act on what you hear. So if you believe what you're hearing and you will act on it, God will honor it. Someone say amen. amen. So again, it's not what I think. It's what the Bible says. I read it again in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. And I'll say this, we must stand firm on God's word. By faith on what the Bible says. When we preach or when we teach the living word of God, it opens the door for the Holy Spirit to work. If I got up here on Sunday morning and I presented you with the weather and I presented you with a sweet poem 
some things I just got to shut up, okay? That wasn't of God right there, all right? You ask me, I might tell you later, all right? Nothing would happen. And I wouldn't, it wouldn't matter how nice I looked, how well I could speak. If I don't present the word of God, the truth, the absolute truth, it will close the door to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is here. When Jesus was on this earth, it was just him. He could only do miracles where he was. But he said, it is obedient, is that the word? Expedient, I couldn't get it off the tip of my tongue, that I shall go, for a comforter shall come, the Holy Spirit. And now the Holy Spirit is roaming to and fro, seeing who he can just touch and change and, and encourage. Uh, maybe today you're saved, but you're discouraged uh, and you need encourage. You are in the right house today. So the Holy Spirit, we want to open that door by teaching and preaching the word of God and allow him to do a work in your life. I can't save you. I can't save a gnat. I can't change your situation. But the Holy Spirit of God can definitely touch you today and change things in your life. If he's done that to anybody, testify to the rest of the people in the house that God has touched you. So everything in our life must align with what the Bible says, not with what the world says. I'm about fed up with the world. I'm about fed up with the culture. Pastor Rita came in my office the other day and she was discouraged. And, and you know, she remembers back in the old days, and she's just a real young girl, and uh, uh, how it used to be and how it is today. And I listened to her and I said, Pastor Rita, God is still in control. You know, that was the spiritual thing for me to say. And when she leaves out of the office, I'm like, God, how come you just don't zap some people on this planet? You know? That's not right. It's not right. Everything must line up with what the Bible says and not the culture. Young people in this room, the culture will destroy you. The culture will destroy you. And I'm not going to get into all that, but the culture will destroy you. The thief comes to kill and destroy you. That's the culture. It's backed by the enemy. And Jesus came to touch and set you free. Do you hear me? So everything must align. And we ask questions. You know, we ask a lot of questions. But there's only one voice that deserves our listening ear. One voice. And that's the word of God. Would everybody stand with me and keep your eyes on me. The rest of the crew's coming back. And I honestly, I got about five more minutes. Men are bound. Please pay attention. I know a lot of people moving around and I, I, don't want, I don't want you to lose focus here. Men are bound by one common thread, one. And it's found in what the Bible says in Romans chapter three, verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For all. I'm privileged to be able to stand behind this podium, but I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I read an article this morning, just this morning, Max Lucado, known as America's pastor, known as one of the greatest preachers of all time. He wrote the article. Nobody else wrote the article. He wrote the article. He said their brand new sanctuary was packed, thousands of people. Bus tours, people coming. He had book contracts. He's writing books. He's writing children's books. He said on the outside, it looked like everything was just great, but he said, I was hurting. 
I was pulled so many different directions. This comes from him, not me. It's not gossip, it's what I read. If it's gossip, I wouldn't tell. He spoke it. He said, my staff was fighting. He said, two of my most valuable staff members resigned quietly. He said, I'm being tugged here and being pulled there. This is America's pastor. He said, I found myself on the dark side of town where nobody would know me, hopefully. And I go in and I buy booze. And I come out and I sit in the parking lot and I put it in a brown bag and carry it on my side where nobody can see me. It's Max Lakato's testimony today. And he said, I sit in the car drinking and I said, God, everything's all right. I can handle the books, contracts. I can, I can handle the stuff. And God said, no, you can't. If you can handle it, why are you hiding here on this side of town drinking? You may look real good on the outside, but God knows you're inside. Nobody's seen Max Locato, but God did. And God spoke to him. And I'm pleased to say Max Locato made it right and said, God, I need your help. How about you today? Here's what the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved. God don't want you to be lost. That he would have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. The Bible said in Hosea, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. That's why your life's messed up. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. And Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the only one in all of history who sacrificed his blood for our redemption. He's the only one. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 13, whoso despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. This is written by Solomon, the wisest. Why would we not take heed to his word? Solomon instructs his readers to hold on to the instructions. He says, doing so brings prosperity, blessings, and reward. The person who laughs off this kind of teaching brings ruin to himself. The Apostle Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, the Bible says, what you heard from me keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. In verse 14, and I underline my copy, guard. The good deposit that was entrusted to you, guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. Paul is giving Timothy, young Timothy, instructions. Timothy, you should be using me as a reference for teaching and preaching. God's children, listen to this, God's children deposit testimonies that never die. God's children deposit testimonies that never die. 
my grandparents made a deposit in me that never died. Even when they couldn't see it, he was working. My parents made a deposit into me that will never die. And now I've had the privilege to make a deposit into my children and hopefully your children and you that will never die. Do you hear me? I know I'm tarrying. But the Bible says in Luke 19 and 10, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came and died on a cross, the cruelest death of all times because he loves you. And you've got to respond. You either accept him or you reject him. Right place. And I underline this. Lost person, you're in the right place to be found today. You're in the right place. The Bible says in Acts chapter 16, verse 30, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy household. When you open that door and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and touch your heart and save you, then you have a testimony, and you can walk into your house and your household will follow. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Open up your heart and open up your mouth today and ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and watch God touch you and change your life. You can't change your life. If you tell me, Pastor, I'll get right with God when I get my life right, I'll tell you, I'll look you dead in the eye and tell you it will never happen. You and I are the one that messed up our lives. Just come as we are and watch Jesus Christ clean us up and change our lives. Not my opinion, not my opinion, but the Bible says in Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 8, he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut off from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of his power. To the believer, are you in the right place? Now I just spoke to the non-believer, but to the believer, are you in the right place? A wrong place is any place that you know your Christian walk is compromised. The wrong place, I'll say it again, is any place you know that your Christian walk is compromised. You know. When you stay out of the wrong places, you will protect your integrity. There is places I cannot go. Do you hear me? Places I can't. The Bible said, abstain from the appearance of evil. Is that what it says, somebody? So in the cool of the day, God would come down into the Garden of Eden and walk with Adam and Eve. He would walk with them in the cool of the day. If you read that, the enemy never came to Eve when God's presence was there. You stay close to God and everything will be all right. 
soon as Eve left the presence of God, the enemy came in, struck her. Do you hear me? There's protection for you and your family in God's presence. I'm gonna say it again, there's protection for you and your family when you are in God's presence. Repent those that know. Repent when you know what is sin. It's to know to do right and not do it. So for the church house, if you know you're in the wrong place, get it right. Stop it before it destroys your relationships and your family, your business, your life. The Bible said in Psalms 92, verse 13, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. Don't be a tumbleweed Christian. Tumbleweed. Fruitless and rootless. Don't do it. Get rooted and grounded. Right place I spoke about. Right plan. Somebody say right plan. Very important that you hear this. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord Almighty. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. There is a right plan for your life. God made you for a purpose. Do you hear me? God made you for such a time as this. God made you for a purpose. Some of you may be thinking right now, well, you don't know where I came from. And you don't know the things that I've done. And you don't know my parents. Do you hear me? Well, let me tell you, you don't know where I come from. And you don't know some of the things I've done, and I'll keep them to myself, if you don't mind. That doesn't matter to God. God didn't come for the religious elite. He come from the messed up folk. Moses killed a man. Do you hear me? David had an adulterous affair and had her husband killed. Do you hear me? Do you understand where I'm coming from? The apostle Paul wrote over two-thirds of the New Testament and he abused and murdered Christians. It don't matter where you come from. And you didn't come from your mom and dad. You might have came through your mom and dad, but you came from God and God's got a perfect plan for you. And it starts today. Starts today. You don't come from your background. You don't come from your mom and dad. You don't come from a monkey or an ape climbing in a tree. You come from the spoken word of God that reached down in the dust of the ground and created and breathed the life into your nostrils. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. You come from God. You come from God. I'll say it again, you come from God and God don't make no mistakes. And your assignment, and I will close after this, your assignment will not and cannot be messed up by your circumstances. Your assignment on this earth cannot be messed up because of your sin. Your assignment cannot be stopped because of your crime, because of your whatever you've done in your life. You are from God and God loved you from the beginning. God knitted you together in, his mother, in your mother's womb and God's got a perfect place and a perfect plan for your life. If you believe it, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. And that's all I got to say about that. Every head bowed and every eye closed in the house. The Lord's knocking at your door. Don't tell me the Holy Spirit ain't here. 
everything. You say, well, man, I really don't understand all this stuff. You don't have 40 years into this and I don't understand it all. And I never will. But I got faith to believe that there is a God that created me. And I believe the word of God that says that Jesus came and gave his life. That I would have life. And you. If you're here this morning and you've not humbled yourself and prayed and asked Christ to forgive you of your sins, friend, you are lost. You are separated from God. And at the end of life, if you've never called upon Jesus Christ, heaven will not be your home and you'll suffer for eternity in hell. That's not my opinion. That's the Bible. As every head is bowed, and I'm not going to come to you, I'm not going to embarrass you, but if you'd like to give your life to God because you believe that Jesus loved you so much and died for you, would you slip your hand up real high, real quick, just to shoot that hand. I see that hand there. Somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. All over this auditorium, is there anybody else? Somebody else. I can't hardly believe. Somebody else. Yes, right there. I see that hand. Somebody else. Somebody else. Help me, church. Somebody else. Anybody else? The Lord loves you. I'm going to keep saying it. The Lord loves you. I see that hand right there. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else in the house of God. Somebody else. Just tarry for a few moments. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Let the Lord do a work in your heart. Let him change you. Let him change you. Somebody else. If you're in the house and you know the Lord, you say, Pastor. I'm not in the right place. You say, I know I'm saved and I love the Lord. There's Mary's in my life. It's got a hold on me. Would you slip your hand up? Would you slip your hand up real high? My goodness, all over this place. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 